good sunday morning welcome to another edition of the sideline junkie sunday rise nfl week one we got a semi-full house tonight or well, this morning god my times is all messed up to my left you got the boss bj below me you got the midnight rider ben and diagonally to the left you got the first lady the swamp queen lady c how's everybody doing this morning doing good man doing good how about you good good i'm uh i'm gonna throw out you know we're gonna there it is now she's gonna be nice today but um we're gonna start this off you know sunday rise if you've been here the last couple of years you know we don't play around we get in we get it in get ready because we like to settle in for our game so here we go first topic rapid fire you got 45 seconds to answer we'll go uh the boss bj the midnight rider the swamp queen and then myself 45 seconds here's the question lamar jackson turns down 290 million dollars good or bad now let me throw this out there he was asking for a contract that was on par with kyla murray and Kyler Murray's contract was $230 million, $230 million. Uh, He wanted all of his money guaranteed at signing. They only wanted to give him 130 at signing, 133 at signing. Him turning this down, is it good or is it bad? BJ, you are on the clock. He, he wanted what Deshaun Watson had, which is, I think Deshaun Watson's contract is fully guaranteed. So... It's two thirty. So here's the thing, you know, just as a football person, what's the hesitation of giving Lamar that money? To me, the only hesitation would be you don't feel like he can win you the Super Bowl. You feel like he's he's flashy. He's you know he won an MVP. You know he got all the goods, but do you feel like he can win you the Super Bowl? Because we're not talking about a second grade franchise. We're talking about the Ravens. They've done things the right way. The last 20 years they've built you know the culture is like you know we're not talking about the browns so then what you know you're asking yourself what's the hesitation and when i saw the you know the news yesterday and, and some of what i read this morning you wonder if lamar is going to keep his you know it, it's not that's not the way i want to say it if, if he's going to even consider the ratings going forward because somebody, you know, somebody else is going to come through with, hey, we'll give you this guaranteed money bang. You know, it, 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 is this going to cost the Ravens? And I, I don't mean to go over the 45 seconds, but this is going to cost the Ravens in the long run where you had somebody that was loyal to the city and to the franchise and believed in the franchise and you balked at giving him guaranteed money after, you know, basically keeping the, you know, the franchise. Uh, above water, you know, which is for a lot of franchises is, is, you know, they barely got swimmers to get out. So I don't know. I think it's going to cost the Ravens down the line, whether it's way more guaranteed money or them losing Lamar Jackson. It's my 45. All right. So I think it's simple. I think the Ravens are going to just play it out. I mean, they're a small franchise, so now they know they got at least two more years of control without having to break the bank. I'd rather pay him whatever the franchise tag is, whether it's 40 or 42, the next two years, and then you can move on, and you just play that game. You play the Kirk Cousins game, and then you just move on from it. Um, I think it's smarter for them, uh, especially with a guy that uses his legs. I think his legs may give out on him. So is he going to develop enough in the next two to three years where instead of being like a Michael Vick type of guy, he's Michael Vick in Philly where he uses arm more than his legs. And I'm not sure we're at that point yet. So I like what they're doing. They got Huntley right behind them. So it's easy to let them go and move on and not spend the money and put that money somewhere else. Lady C. Okay, so my first question is why? Why turn that down? 
like is this a guarantee to you what what is your what is your end game what else is it that you're looking for like you you trying to be a big boy you know this is your first big big contract like you know it kind of comes with a, with a tag as well but why would you turn that down what what else is there that you're looking for how much are you looking for like what's your number you know um what, what are you trying to negotiate for that, that's my question why, why why would you do that because at the level that you are pretty good damn money the, the tenure you have the level that you're that you are in um, that's pretty good damn money just it which turned down for well <clears throat> i'm gonna say this and then, and then you know we'll move on but he's done more than kyler murray i i believe he deserves the money he's asking for he is possibly possibly the overall the third best no i'm sorry the second best quarterback you've had in this franchise i think steve McNair was better even late in his career i love steve McNair, always will and can he lead you to a Super Bowl? Yes, if you give him the weapons. You give him the opportunity, he can do it. Give him the money that he's asking for. Keep your guy there. Homegrown talent. Don't be like the team down south and let homegrown talent walk as always. Don't do that. I think this is good on his decision because I think they they're, they're going to come to the table and it's not hostile. It's going to be a little bit better. I think they're going to work it out and they're going to get it. He's going to wind up staying a Raven. So I think it's a good thing that he turned it down because that's a part of negotiation. Yeah, I mean, I agree with, with everything you said. But it, it, it's like Kyler gets this money, Deshaun gets this money, and I've, I've already accomplished more than both of them. And you're hesitant on giving me that type of money. And like I said, you know, are there questions in Baltimore? Like, can, like you said, like Ben said, are these legs going to go out? What's the ceiling? Is this the ceiling for Lamar Jackson? Because if you, let's just say you feel like this is the ceiling for Lamar Jackson, they're not coming out to AFC. You already got Burrow. You got Josh Allen there. Can you honestly say he's going to outdo QB-wise those two guys? One of them is in his division. This is what you're asking yourself if you're – the, the the head, you know, the, the upper management of Baltimore, are we giving this guy guaranteed money just to fill the seats for the next five seasons? Because Baltimore, like I said, they're upper echelon. They're not, they don't care about filling the seats. They have that culture right where they they they, they have the stadium packed. They want to win a Super Bowl. We're not talking about Jacksonville trying to rebuild a franchise, trying to have wacky ice cream day to get people in the stands. Like that's not what we're talking about with Baltimore. We're talking about they're like, how do we, how how did the Bengals surpass us? What do we have to add now to get Pat back past them and have the AFC North locked up like we had the last couple of years? And can Lamar beat Joe Burrow? Like we we don't even have to go out of division. Can can Lamar outdo Joe Burrow and those weapons to stay on top of the division? And that's a question mark for me. So if it's a question mark then why am I giving you full guaranteed money if we can't even get out of our own damn division? But on Lamar's side, like, like I said, if I you just gave Sean Watson fully guaranteed money, Kyler Murray hasn't done anything at all, and he got a full contract. And, yeah, they got a little bit of control over Lamar, but what's stopping Lamar be like, ah, keep it, I'm not coming to camp, trade me. You know? I agree. I agree. But we'll see how this plays out because he gave him a deadline and the deadline was Friday. The deadline came and went. They didn't get anything done. So uh, as you can see, when if you're watching this on YouTube um, or Twitch or Facebook Live, the Boss BJ is sponsored by 7-Eleven. Oh, thank heaven for 7-Eleven. Um, I don't have my ad here, but uh, come in and get a quarter pound big bite with chili and cheese and uh doritos up oh, here it goes and doritos for 2.99 for breakfast 
it, it will guarantee you to have you on the toilet. Thank you very much uh, to 7-Eleven for being a sponsor this morning, unwittingly. And if you want cookies, they are three for a dollar and six for three dollars. Here, come get your chocolate chip cookies. That's seven. Some of the best cookies. Ooh. Be at the counter like this. Ooh. I can't wait. <laughs> Shameless plug. One day it's going to work out. All right. First game up in the slate is in the one o'clock hour. It's uh, here in D.C. And uh, I'm down the street from the stadium and it is raining. Um, this is going to be my type of football week one. It's going to be a true NFC East type game, and that is the Jaguars at the Commanders. The Commanders are three-point three favorites. The over-under is 43-and-a-half. Um, Logan Thomas will play. Cam Curl is out. Uh, hmm. This is not the same Jaguars team that's been the doormats the last couple of years, but this is also not the same Commanders team that's been – up, down, in and out the last couple of years. I think this is a better commander's team. Uh, so let's go around the room. You got commanders and Jaguars. Of course, you get three points for being at home. Uh, who you taking and over under? Am I going so, first? Um, yeah. My bad, man. You, you going? No, I see you. Okay. Uh, I think this is, I mean, we know what type of weather this is. This is run the ball. Um, and Antonio Gibson, can you hold on to the ball type weather? That's what this is today. Um, it's, it's kind of like, it tells you Vegas doesn't have any confidence in the commanders because yeah, Carson Wentz has had his struggles, but he should be still head over heels, the better quarterback from Trevor Lawrence. Um, but it's, it's, this is this is going to be interesting because of the field issues that FedEx always has. And it's a little bit of rain, and your first game out of the gate gets to test your field. The condition, can it hold up? How Can we see what Wentz and Dotson and, and McLaurin and Samuels, can we see a little bit of that today, um, you know, with the, with the weather conditions? Uh, I, I think, you know, Washington – you said the over-under was 42? 43 and a half. 43 and a half. I don't think we're going to get there. I don't think we're going to get there. I think it's going to be under. I think this is going to be one of them. The, you know, I, and I always say this. It's not just the Commanders and the Jaguars. The first two, three weeks of the season, you're going to get sloppy football. You saw Thursday night. Uh, it was a couple passes that, you know, for me, Josh Allen, this was mid-season. He would have made them and they would have won by two more touchdowns. But you're going to get sloppy football, everybody trying to get in game shape and a rhythm. Um, but I'll give it to Commanders. I think it's going to be like a – it's going to be one of them 13-9 games. You know, I don't think it's going to be a whole bunch of offense today. It, if the Commanders come out whipping and, and put some points on the board, it would just surprise me because I don't think they have that that continuity yet. I, I think they need two or three weeks for Wentz to get in there and really get that game rhythm with, with all the receivers because um, I don't think he's played with any of those guys before or any other team. So, uh, And then, like I said, I think the, the X factor today, and I don't want to use that because I don't want to give EA Sports a, a shameless plug, is Antonio Gibson. It's going to be his day-to-day. This, you know, it's, it's just that type of football weather. Can, can, that, can that line open up some holes, control the game, get Carson Wentz? Some some uh some of those you know sturdy rhythm passes and let's see what we got going. I mean, let's see what the defense can do. Let's it's it's time to rock and roll. Uh, I give it, give me thirteen nine commanders. That's what I say. Under under forty two, under forty two and a half. So I go. So everywhere I go, I've gone. It's Jacksonville plus two and a half, and I actually took Jacksonville and the two and a half. Uh, I think it's going to be a one-point ball game, like a 14, not a 14, 13, but like a 20, 2021 type of ball game. And I think I also see Jonah Williams playing more than I see Antonio Gibson uh, because they've talked a lot about trying to get downhill quick and in a hurry. And I think if there's one place this Jaguars defense is vulnerable is up the middle. 
I think their ends are athletic, super athletic with Walker, the first round, the first pick overall, and um, Josh Allen. I think their linebackers are athletic. So we got to beat them in the trenches in order to win this ball game. So it has to be a run-heavy ball game. Um, their back four is uh, susceptible, but we got to get the ball to that point. And I just – I don't know. I'd rather us pound the ball. This is a game where the running backs got to get 30, 35 carries as a group. I don't think there's a one guy get 30 carries. Do we have oh, one I, guy on the roster that can take 30 carries? <laughs> I don't think I mean, we have a guy. I don't think they set it up that way. I mean, I think it's truly set up for for it to be a committee. Um, he brought it up all summer long. It's Fozzie Whitaker, uh, Stewart, and DJ was it D'Angelo Williams? What he had in Charlotte, I think that's what he's trying to recreate here. He's got it to some extent. Uh, I think the only downside for Washington is the kid got shot last week or two weeks ago. Um, I think that really changes their plans, and I think that makes Jonah Williams. I think that's his name. Um, Jonathan Williams. Jonathan Williams. I'm sorry. I gave him a whole new name. But Jonathan mm-hmm. Williams is going to be the one that benefits the most from his absence because they talk about getting downhill, and that's his style. And I'm taking hey. the under. Hey, and the, the man of the hour chiming in. He's taking the under, too. 14-13 commanders. Uh, looking at this game, I'm 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 not ginned up like I normally am for week one. I, maybe it's me getting older, or it's just the the amount of disappointment in week one that has come and ravaged my body. You know, I can't be like the boss BJ, who is NFL leading undefeated team. Uh, you know, number one overall and everything right now, but. I'm going to go ahead and take the commanders. They're going to cover the three. And I'm going to say 17 to nine. Uh, and I'm going to take the under. And the only reason why I'm saying 17 to nine is because I think they can put some, they can do something against this team, but they're not going to get rolling into the second half. And then that's when you're going to see that run game really get going. And Ben, you said it. Downhill runners being able to get downhill, you use who you got. But all I want to see is Antonio Gibson hold on to the ball. I want to see Smash Mouth football. Hell, knowing the weather before this game, I would have installed the counter tray. We would have been running counter tray at least 15 to 16 times this daggone game. Then for 15, 16 times, we running gut seal. I'm running all of that. I'm, I'm going old school. When it rains like this, this is – this is my type of weather. As an offensive lineman, you come down, you put your hand in the mud. When that ball snaps, you take a handful of mud and you smash it right in the D lineman face and you push him over. All that. It's not time to be pretty. This got We got to win ugly. We need to win ugly today to show that we can do it. I hate losing pretty. I want to win ugly today. So 17-9, Commanders. Uh, Lady C is back. Oh, she left again. She's having technical difficulties. Um, moving on to the next game and the four o'clock before frame. you move on. Yes, can sir. you just say, Um, I need a hero and cyborg play and an animal <laughs> just so you can get your full dog walk out? I mean, I just, I mean, you just did everything but say those three words. Come on, baby doc. Man, hey, look, I'm part of Neanderthal Nation, baby doc. I love that. <laughs> I'm I'm a part of Neanderthal Nation, man. That's that's what would groom me to be here. So I mean, you know, somebody got to step up and be a hero. You know, you can't go out there and, and, and play. You know, this this team hasn't busted a great in how many years? When's the last time we won a division championship? What 2020? And we snuck in with that at 79 because the division was weak. Come on, you know. You're right. You, I'm sorry. You, I ain't mean to derail you. No, no, no. You gotta be they, they gotta they gotta play like dogs today. They gotta play like dogs. See? They got to. That's a manhood. That's a manhood issue, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe Doc Walker bingo, baby. It is it's it's all true though. Everything is true. What I always tell you, when you're recruiting, don't recruit the guy that grew up in a seven-bedroom house. Had his own room in a rec room. You recruit the guy that lived in an apartment 
two-bedroom apartment with seven siblings, and his mom and dad raised raised them kids in that seven-bedroom apartment with one bathroom. That boy gonna be hungrier than anything else. I'm telling you. So you're gonna make this you're gonna make the silver spoons angry with that. Well, hey, get angry. Nine times out of ten, who's more hungry? Who's more hungry? So I know who, uh, who's not hungry, like somebody that wears stolen diamonds and stuff, but I'm not that was a jab. <laughs> nah, I'm sorry, that was that was a that was an uppercut from Saga on Street Fighter. That was that was <laughs> Lady C, uh you you good over there? Yeah, uh, my computer just totally hates me. I was like, yeah, bitch, we, we out. <laughs> All right, wrap this one up for us. Jaguars, Commanders, Commanders are three-point favorites. Uh, Over-under is 43 and a half. What you got? Hmm. <sighs> you know, I really haven't been following the, the Jaguars. Um as much last couple of seasons um just because they've been a shit team um so you, you really can't follow them um so and i haven't i honestly i hadn't paid attention to anything that they had going on their drafts or anything like that because I already was like yeah whatever so i'm gonna go commanders I'm gonna go commanders, uh, but I'm gonna give them uh, commanders in ten. Mm. We'll take it with ten. See that right there? That's a woman that knows how to keep her job. (laughs) 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 Oh Lord! Come on. Put your arms up. Don't choke now. You know, the other night I broke a nail. You want to see? (laughs) Oh my God. You, wow. Wow, man. You started it. But okay. Next game, four o'clock frame, 425. Green Bay Packers visit the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Vikings are two and a half point favorites over under. It's 46 and a half. I'm surprised that they got Aaron Rodgers and the Packers as underdogs against Minnesota in Minnesota. Um, Let's go around the room. Why are you surprised? Why are you surprised? I'm not surprised. We're talking Aaron Rodgers. I know, but he don't have Devontae Adams. And they're going to Minnesota. I'm taking the Vikings. Mm. I'm I'm taking the Vikings. I picked the Vikings. I think that, you know... Yeah, we, yeah, you still got number 12 over there in Aaron Rodgers, you know, Green Bay. And he's owned that division for, you know, the better part of his career. Um, but I think Jettis, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, and that right rest of that crew going to put up some points. And with him not having Devontae Adams, that, that elite, you know, we haven't seen how that offense moves without that. So that's the quote. We know what Minnesota offense would do. And it should just get better, more oil as we're going on. So I'm taking Minnesota. What's the over under on this game? Uh, the over under is 46 and a half. I think it's going to be over 46 and a half. I think I think the problem for Green Bay is going to be at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is not going to have that go to guy to keep up. I think that's I think that's going to be the issue for Green Bay. I think they I think they're going to go tick for tack. And it's going to be a possession where Green Bay needs something, and they just don't have that dog on the receiver core to make that play like you, like a Devon. And I'm not saying the, the receivers they got a scrap, but they ain't Devontae Adams. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole different level of receiver. So I think that's going to be the problem in Green Bay today. And you know, if they do win, I wouldn't be surprised. But I need to see who's going to take Devontae Adams' place, and if they can be as reliable. And as deadly as him. Until I see that, I'm taking the Vikings. Give me the Vikings. I'm going to say it's going to be 31-24 Vikings. Okay. So, I think the way this game is set up, the Packers, two tackles are out. Um, They're in Minnesota. The Packers don't start well. 
it's two and a half at home, which is Vegas begging you to take the Vikings if you think the Vikings are going to win. So I'm going to be a sucker for this, and I'm going to take the Vikings and the two and a half. I'm going to take the over because I think it's a high-scoring ball game. And I think BJ just said it right. I think at some point in this ball game, whether it's Dobbs or one of the young receivers, um, Watson, they get drafted out of North Dakota State, one of those kids is going to let Aaron Rodgers down in the key situation, and that's going to turn the ball game. But I do think that if you're playing like fantasy or daily fantasy, this is a big game for um, Aaron Jones because I think he's going to be the person that Rodgers leans on in the passing game to to make up for not having Devontae Adams. Lady C. So I'm going to have to be the oddball here. I'm pulling for Green Bay. Because this is it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron freaking Rodgers. So you know, and then then Green Bay's defense, they've been just as steady throughout. I don't see anything changing up with them. Um they're they're gonna definitely hold their corners, they're gonna hold their sides. Um Aaron Rodgers, he's not a high turnover type guy. So he's not and he he's able to keep a cool head throughout. So he's not gonna let the little shit get to him. Um you know Devontae may you know he's not gonna be there. That's cool, but he's not gonna let that that get to him. He'll manage the game just fine. I take I think it's gonna be close, but I say Green Bay will pull this out. Uh, I think they'll pull it out by seven. Mm. We joined by the man of the hour, Delonte. What's going on, brother? Uh oh, did we lose him? Might have lost him. Um, well, we it looks like he was defeated by the mute button. My bad, defeated by the mute button. What's good, family? What's going on? Not much, man. My apologies for the uh tardiness, you know what I'm saying? A little under the weather, but we're gonna keep it pushing. Um, we talk about the Packers and the Vikings. Um, so a, a lot of analysts been kind of hyping up the Vikings low key. Um, a, a, a lot of and and I, I looked at some things. Um, I my Bron my beloved Broncos, we played them and I saw some bright spots for them as well. Um, but you know, to uh piggyback, you know, from the great Lady C, we are talking about Aaron freaking Rogers. Um, it's gonna be a close one. It's gonna be a close. It's gonna be one of those thirty-one twenty-eight type of fans. So I'm gonna go with the Packers, but it's definitely gonna be close. It it, it, it ain't gonna be no walking apart because Minnesota, they're gonna be a tough they they're gonna be a tough squad this year. And we they they're gonna put it all on national display today. So um give me the uh Packers, but it's gonna be one of those last second field goal situations. 3128. <clears throat> I can see that, and I agree with both of you and Lady C. It's Aaron flipping Rodgers, but he also has A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. He has a familiar target in Randall Cobb. He also has Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins. So he got three receivers that have some 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 time, not to mention he has the old man Mercedes Lewis and uh, Robert Tanya at tight end. Now, <clears throat> this is a shout-out to Dario because we were undefeated on Madden 22, when we used uh when we used um Green Bay and we made magic and made people quit. We made people quit nine, ten times in a row. Don't doubt what Aaron Rodgers can do with minimal talent. I think he's gonna do really, really well, but it's gonna be some Rodgers magic to win this game. And I'm gonna say 24-21 Green Bay. 
before before we move on, me and me and me and, me and Gary, our other sidelines, we talked about this the other day. You don't normally see great receivers go somewhere and make average quarterbacks look good. An average quarterback is an average quarterback. On the flip side, an Aaron Rodgers can turn a average receiver into a great receiver because he's Aaron Rodgers and because he knows where to place the ball and all this other stuff. So I don't doubt that's what I was saying. If 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 that guy's on the roster, damn sure isn't Sammy Watkins. If that guy's on the roster to take Devontae Adams' spot and be that big go-to guy when you need that third, it's third and eleven. You need you need twelve yards, and somebody can shake somebody. That was Devontae Adams. So I need to see until I see who's going to replace him. You can have Aaron Rodgers back there all day. You know, can they keep up with Minnesota? What Minnesota had, who we, like I said, Minnesota coming out the break with offense. We know. You say what you want about Kirk Cousins, but he put up yards and stats and touchdowns, and he got he got weapons. So, you know, we'll we'll see, we'll see. But before it was Devontae Adams, <clears throat> his name escapes me. Um, Antonio Freeman? No, no, no. Well, um, James uh, Jones? No, no, no. From my Randall um, Cobb? Oh, no. you talking about the kid from Kansas State, the Jordy Nelson? Jordy Nelson. Who I consider at, at one point in time, nobody ran a better deep seven than, than than Jordy Nelson. I told everybody, I said that dude's the best receiver in the league because of what the intangibles that he does. He's not flashy, but when you need a first down and it's third and long, Jordy gonna get you that, that first down. It's not like Earl Campbell. Well, it's third and 19, where Earl gonna get you 18 and a half. Nah, Jordy was gonna get you that first down to keep that drive going. Before it was Devontae Adams, it was Jordy Nelson. When Jordy Nelson left. And went to the Raiders. He wasn't the same. The same. Not saying that Devontae Adams going to the Raiders, he's not going to be Devontae Adams. But think about it. He's had receivers, and he's made guys good because he got a rapport with them. I think this is. It, it, I'm not going to say that they, it's going to be as explosive, but they're not going to miss too much of a beat. That's just me. But like, like always, time will tell. Uh, sticking in the four o'clock hour, the Las Vegas Raiders. God, I almost called them the LA Raiders. They ain't been the LA Raiders in years. I just got over calling them the Oakland Raiders, but um, they visit the LA Chargers, Chargers three and a half point favorites, 52 and a half is the over under. Oh man, um, Justin Herbert versus Derek Carr. And to think about these Raiders and to put this in perspective. What was that? Four years ago, the Raiders were Super Bowl favorites. Derek Carr got hurt, and they ain't been the same since. Will they get back to the mountaintop and become Super Bowl favorites once again? DJ. I love this game. I can't wait for this game. I love the Chargers. Um, the Raiders are the Raiders. They have, they've had so much off-the-field stuff going on last year. Lost a couple players. Um, <laughs> the Chargers are loaded. The Chargers are defensively, offensively. I'm taking the Chargers in this game. You said the over-under is what for this game? 52-and-a-half. Yeah, give me that. Give me over on that. Give me a help. He's he been helping – serving of over on the 52 and a half. I think this is going to be one of those 41, 42 over overtime type games. Like both of these, like the charges, that's ridiculous. Um, and that's, and that's scary. And that's scary for, I know Delonte's in, that's scary for that AFC West. Cause you lose Tyreek Hill and Kansas city. You, you know, you, you've seen that offense be dominant over the last couple of years. And then, here comes Justin Herbert and his offense, and they, they just they can put points up in a hurry. Give me the give me the Chargers. I think it's going to be give me forty one thirty eight Chargers in overtime. So forty one thirty eight. I like that, but I think he got the wrong team. Um, you got Waller, you have Josh Jacobs. You have Devontae Adams, you got Renfro, 
they're loaded. And then you, on the other side of the ball, you have Max Crosby and you have Chandler Jones. So I don't see the Raiders losing this ball game. I, I have I took the Raiders and whatever the number is, and then I'm definitely taking the over because I think BJ said it right. This is going to be an offensive explosion, but I think late when it counts, the Chargers will charge her and lose this ball game on like a fumble or something. Like one of the ends are going to create a play, and that's just, that's how this game is going to end with a strip sack. So that's how I see this going. So, Lady C, tell me what you got. So, mm, like, honestly, Chargers really, I mean, the uh, uh, Raiders hadn't been the same since Marshawn Lynch left. Marshawn, I really think, um, really brought that, gave that team their uh, je ne sais quoi, so, so to speak. But definitely pulling for the Chargers with this one. I don't. I don't see Ravens coming with any. I mean, uh, Raiders coming with anything that would be beneficial. Yeah, you know they're going to make a couple of breakout plays here and there, but you know Chargers going to pull this one out. It's not going. It's it'll be close, but it's not going to be closer than a frog hair split four ways. It ain't going to be that close, but it'll be close. Um. What was that over under again, Kev? 52 and a half. Mm. Okay. Giving it to the Chargers. Giving it to the Chargers. And uh, I'll take it by my good, good 14. I don't think it's going to come down to the wire. Um. I don't think it's going to come down to the wire at all. It'll be a nice, easy fight. You know, it'll be a fight, but it'll be an easy fight. But I'm taking charges in 14. What you got, Delonte? First off, let me be honest and say, I don't give a damn about neither one of these teams, for real. You know, they can both go to hell. Uh, now that I got that out of my system, um, the charges, yeah. Oh, man, you, you, they... They mad and loaded for real on offense and defense. Well, I mean offense. Yeah, they, they got the Herbert kid, but defense, whew, yeah, they they loaded. So um I'm more worried about them than KC and Oakland. Um, as far as this game go, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one because Oakland has um the boy uh the Adams. The uh, the receiver. Yep, they got the receiver and Derek Carr, he's Mr. Consistent, he can get into his dink and dunk ways, but um, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I think both defenses, they, they it's going to be some some glitz, you know, some uh, glaring moments, um, I, should I say. But I think the Chargers, they have revenge on their mind because um, Oakland, oh, no, the, Las Vegas, they put them out of the playoffs in that uh, – classic uh season finale game um last year so i'll take the chargers uh it's gonna be a tight one um i'm thinking something like 38 to 33 but again to hell with both of them <laughs> now you you brought up a, a brilliant point and that was that playoff that that that, that end of the season game that could have ended in a tie and sent both teams to the playoffs, which what it was supposed to. That was a coaching issue. Not not having the the wherewithal, the mindset to know what you were doing. But I don't think the Chargers got hard feelings or revenge on their mind, which they should, you know. But I'm taking I took the Raiders in this one. I think I took the Raiders. Let me make sure I took the Raiders because I don't want to say that and then you know I think I took the Raiders in this one. But it, I'm taking the under regardless, but uh, let's see. Come on, where my picks at? I'm in first place here. Uh, yeah, I took the Raiders in this one because I went against the grain. ESPN says 76 percent of the people picked the Chargers. I picked the Raiders. Um, Devonte Adams and uh, Derek Carr got a rapport with each other, 
and that's going to come in handy. Uh, I'll say let's go 30-24 Raiders. All right. Now we go to the 8 o'clock frame. FYI, that covers the over. It actually does. I just added that up. My my math ain't mathing again. Here we go again. Who boy, they're gonna give me a two to one these days. <sighs> going to the eight o'clock game. This is probably the game of the night. You got the Bucks versus the Cowboys. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Cowboys in Jerry's World, the largest outdoor toilet with a removable lid ever. I still say it's on my bucket list that I want to go to that stadium, AT&T Stadium, after eating Taco Bell and go right to the 50-yard line, right in the middle of the star. <clears throat> one of these days, Alice. Dallas is giving up two and a half on this one. Uh, the over-under is 50. Tom Brady uh, going through marital problems off the field due to his unretiring and that was a whole nother conversation I had with the boss BJ. I had with my own wife about the situation and would you be mad enough to move out on me <laughs> if I decided to go back and make some more money and, and do something that I love, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> Dallas has a lot to prove. Dallas has been uh, a pretender for the last 25 years, they've been pretenders, masquerading as contenders. And you're running into a Buccaneers squad that's two years removed from a Super Bowl championship, as well as probably one of the, if not the greatest quarterback in history, coming back to show why he's the greatest. But then for Dallas, you have Dak Prescott, who always starts off hot. And what was that, two years ago when he got hurt? He was leading the league in passing for five to six weeks after he got hurt. So, BJ, what you got? Um, I'm going to take the Buccaneers in this one. Um, it's just one of those things I always say, until, until Dak and Dallas can prove, and the same thing I say with Buffalo. Until you can prove you can beat the big boys on the big stage, I'm going with the big boy. The big boy is Tom Brady and the Bucks. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those games where the score at the end of the game is not going to show, you know, the, the true tale of the game. I think it's one going to be one of those ones where Dak is playing catch-up against garbage yards and touchdowns, and, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, a, a cruise control 38-21 type game, and then, you know, Dallas scores two more touchdowns and make it look formidable type deal. That, that's kind of what I'm going with. It, I mean, if you look at Dallas last year, you had <clears throat> Zeke non, not even a factor. So Zeke, you know, has a lot to prove. Dak has to come out here and prove himself. Uh, we saw what Diggs can do on the, uh, the defensive side for Dallas. They, you know, they got some dogs on defense. Uh, but you're going against Tom Brady, and I'm going to take Tom Brady 10 times out of 10. Give me Tom Brady. I think this is going to be – give me uh, 34-26 Tampa Bay. So I want to take Tampa Bay, but I think the issue with this game is it's going to be really who's offensive line with the duct tape and the flex shield – can hold it together the best because Tampa Bay is missing the center and one of their guards, maybe two of their guards from last year. Um, I know they added Shaq Mason. The Cowboys are missing Tyron Smith. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to take them by seven. And Cavante Turpin returns one to, to the house for a touchdown. That's my wild card. That's how it's going to happen. It's going to be a tie ball game late. They're going to kick the ball. The punter's not going to get it out of bounds or to the side. And Turpin's going to change the ball game. And he'll be the story for the first week of the season. The USFL player, the USFL MVP, turned big time opening day Sunday night game winner. 
That's my hot take. Lady C. Um, I have to disagree with you a little bit, Ben. We was good till you said Cowboys. Um, I'm definitely taking Tampa. And, you know, because just like Aaron Rodgers, it's Tom fucking Brady. Like, come on. Against Dak goddamn Prescott. Like, really? Uh, so Dak is definitely going to get, you know, even though he's a Louisiana boy down the street from me, uh, he definitely going to get that spanking. Uh, yeah, they got little, little Tom got little issues going on at home, but, you know, that's this is something being on the gridiron is something that can redirect his attention for a little bit to take his mind off of it. So, yeah, he's he's just like any other man. Yeah, I'm talking about y'all. You want to take your mind off something, you're going to throw yourself into your work. You're going to throw yourself into something. So, but had it been me, like, okay, dude, why why are you quitting? Like, why are we retiring? Wait a minute, let's talk about this. Not wait, why are you going back? No, why are you coming home? Don't do not do that. But then I'm a different kind of person. Um, but and then you have you have Zeke, and they don't know if he owned his last gear, if he still got another one in him, what's going on. Uh, Dacton had surgery on his, his ankle and all that. So it's just going to be a battle of the offense because the defense is just going to match up, like, whatever. Um, but definitely going to pull this one for Tampa. I'm going to say 33-27. Because it's, it's gonna it's gonna come down to that that last field goal. So it's gonna come down to Delonte. What you got, babe? Um, I I think this game right here is 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 gonna be the coming out party. Um, for CD Lamb. Um, I think uh, Dallas definitely needs to establish the um wide receiver one position, and that will be uh CD um. He's shown glimpses, but with uh, you know a lot of people gone and I think a couple people injured, uh, he's going to establish himself as their number one um, receiver threat. Um, I think Hall's the top. He'll he'll play an all right game. Um, you know he he'll probably uh, you know give us probably 85, 90 yards. Oh, production. Sorry for the noise in the background. That's my uh, security detail. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I think um, just like Lady C said, when you, you know, when, when us men go through things at home with the old, you know, with the old lady and, you know, we have, we can channel that frustration elsewhere that tends to produce good results. Um, so I, I think Brady, Brady going to give us, he, he going to give us something, something, something good uh, tonight for real. Um might throw a pick, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know, if, yeah, because you know Diggs is going to be in, you know, Dallas backfield. He's like the pick king, um, but I think Brady, you know what I'm saying? Experience trumps over everything, uh, and you know, it's unfortunate what's going on between him and um, Giselle. But um, I'm taking the Bucks, uh, 26 to 17. But watch out for C.D. Lamb. Watch out for C.D. Lamb. Well, I'll say this. The Bucks will win this game. And I, I, I hate to say it. I just wonder what in the world do Zeke be thinking. If y'all haven't seen a picture of him at the Ohio State Notre Dame game. Oh, my Lord. Jesus. Help me. Who, who who approved that outfit? That's all I want to know. Who approved that outfit? But the Cowboys seem like they can't beat the Bucks. If I'm not mistaken, they're 0-7 against Tom Brady. 
and this could be 0 and 8. It's under the lights. The Cowboys play pretty well, but they're not going to do anything with this. Give me the Bucks, 31 to 10 over the Cowboys. So last but not least, this one will really be good for Delonte because this is his squad. New Super Bowl contenders. The Denver Broncos visiting the Seattle Seahawks. And the Seahawks are starting Geno Smith. Not Drew Locke. Geno Smith. The Broncos are six and a half point favorites. 45 and a half is the over-under. <sighs> last but not least, man, it's the last game on the schedule for us today. BJ, what you got? Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't see the Seahawks being productive in this game at all. Not with Geno Smith at quarterback. Uh I think this is gonna be one of them 31-9, 31-6 games. Um whether it will be Geno Smith or Drew Lock. I mean Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. It's gonna take them a couple weeks to get their legs underneath them and, and get that rhythm and that uh rapport. But I'm taking the Broncos in Seattle. Uh, what was the over-under? The over-under is 44 and a half. Nah, I don't think they get the 44. I think all the, the scoring is going to be Denver. It's going to be one of them things where kind of know it's over by the halftime. Like I said, give me, I, I think it's going to be like 31-6, 34-6, something like that. I think it's going to be 31-10 or... 38 to 10. I think it's going to be definitely Seattle. Uh, I think Geno gets pulled for Drew Lock. Actually, no, I'm going to change it. It's going to be 31 to 17 because when Seattle pulls um, Geno Smith, they'll be down 31 to nothing. And then Drew Lock will get like garbage time 17 points. Um, so I'm going to keep my belief in Drew Lock, even though I know I'm wrong on it. But I'm going to keep hope alive. So that's the only reason I'm saying this. So I also think that this is a big game for us. Uh, Bronco Nation, let's ride. Bronco Nation, let's ride. I think that's obligatory anytime you mention Russell Simmons, I mean, Russell Wilson, that you got to say Broncos, let's ride. So I'm going to say it three times now just to take out, you know, anything else that's necessary. Go ahead, Lady C, take it away. So definitely pulling for the Broncos with this. Um yeah, they they finna go in there and stomp the birds out a little bit, uh, you know, because this is Russ' new team, so you know he definitely has a little, you know, fresh eyes, fresh view. You know, it's, it's not. I don't think it's going to take as long to get that get that cohesiveness with with his team to get that 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 groove. But yeah, he's going to come in. He, he's he has a point to prove. He's been, you know, he he's been with Seahawks with uh, Seattle for ever. So he he he's got a he's got he's got a little chip on his shoulder. He's got a point to prove. So it's like, hey, bitches, I'm home. Oh. What's happening? So definitely taking Broncos. Ooh, thirty seventeen. So, um, I, I think it's, I'm, I like the whole 31-17 as well. Um, I think uh, it's one of those um, it's one of those things. That, like Russ, he didn't play at all this preseason, so it's definitely going to take him um, like a few weeks to uh, you know get his legs under him, as you know was mentioned. Um, Seattle, man, it's just it's, it's, it's a poop show. It's a poop show. Um, and, and I agree with the Midnight Rider. Gino, he, he will be pulled at some point. Like, Gino Smith, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro, really? Um, I think they'll, they'll be inspired to have a, a good opening drive. They'll score. And then after that, I think we'll take over after a while. And then, you know, uh, yep, just like uh, Midnight Rider said, Drew Locke will probably come in and, and he'll want his own revenge, so he'll probably throw two garbage-ass touchdowns 
You know what I'm saying? And the game's already out of hand. I'm probably already asleep, getting ready for work. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take us, um, the good guys, the Broncos, 31-17. I'm gonna say this: y'all talking about quarterbacks getting pulled. I had it in my head already that a quarterback was gonna get pulled, but it wasn't Geno Smith. I had Russell Wilson getting pulled in the third quarter. It's going to be so far out of hand, it wasn't going to be no point of him playing. And I I, I had this down to like 45 to 3. Geno Smith has not been viable since before his last game at West Virginia. Because that bowl game seemed like he went sour. I, I never understand that. What happened before that bowl game? What happened during that boat? What happened to turn Geno? Geno Smith was a number one overall pick before that. And then that bowl game happened. And that draft stock just went straight down. And he hasn't been good since. What happened? He's a good backup. But as a starter, I think they'll let him stay in there and let him take his lumps. You know, you may see Drew Locke for maybe a series or two. But you know, all you got to do with Drew Locke is you just got to take him and throw on some Jeezy, let him get hyped up. He might throw three, four touchdowns, but it may be, you know, that third touchdown may come and, you know, you like, damn, he done threw three touchdowns, but the game's already like 45-21 now. So, but give me the Broncos 45-3. to three. I, ain't, I don't have the Seahawks doing much, and I, I do think this might be uh, Pete Carroll's last hoorah. In Seattle. Bronco Nation, let's ride. <laughs> you got to say it every time you talk about the Broncos. That's all Russell Wilson does, yes, man. Yes, sir. Oh, my, my bad, Midnight Rider. It's, it's uh, Broncos country. Oh, my bad, my bad. It's, I, I, nah, it's, it's cool. I, like, you know, it's it's some, like, like I'm a diehard Broncos fan, but it's some diehard Broncos fans. And uh, they talk on Twitter, and, and somebody um, hit the Broncos Nation joint. Oh my God! They, 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 they lit that that person up too. Like it was, it was bad. It was so. Bad. It's Broncos country. Let's yeah, ride. Broncos country. Yeah, Broncos country. I, I'll let's get it ride. right for next week. If we talking Broncos next week, I have it right. Broncos country. Good. Let's we, ride. It's all good. We 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 gonna we'll, we'll put the t shirt uh, in the mail. It should be nah nah nah. Broncos we ain't doing that much. I just gotta say it because that's how much. You want a hat? I mean, we get you a hat. No, 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 oh, no. no, no. Wade towel. You, you go. All right. Okay. No, we good. We good. <laughs> I unfortunately have a Broncos jersey. I actually have three of them because I played on a team that had our flag football team colors was orange and blue. So I got the the jerseys, but I don't need nothing else Broncos in my life. We good on that. Broncos, uh, that's right. That's just for us. Fat lever throwback. You good? You sure you good? I'll take one of those. I'll take a fat lever or a sleepy got Floyd you, Golden got State. You. Got you. Order We're in. talking throwbacks. I'll take a sleepy Floyd Golden State throwback. Ooh, order up. I'm, yep. <laughs> pop in the order in there. <laughs> well, it's 12-10. If you haven't already got your picks in, you haven't already set your fantasy lineup, it's week one. Uh, I'm looking good in one fantasy league, looking okay in another. But uh man, this is this is what we've been waiting for since February. NFL week one, live bullets today. So let's get it going. Let's get it right. Sit back, relax. If you got something to eat, get your wings, your pizza, your salad, whatever you plan on eating today. Sit back, enjoy the games. We'll be back. Uh, some of us, maybe not all of us, will be back at 7 p.m. Do a post-game wrap-up, maybe about 30 minutes. Knock that thing out. And then, of course, we got the week, the shows during the week. Um, of course, we will go in. We, we may even go in hard tonight, depending on how good this game is with the Washington Commanders. But either way, we'll do our wrap-ups and get it from there. But until next time, for the Boss BJ, the Midnight Rider, the Swamp Queen Lady C and the Man of the Hour. Delante, I'm the big guy KG. We don't do no overtime, y'all. We are out of here.